Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jules Gill, my voice is croaky. I'm eating cookies. I'm drinking coffee to wake up. I played Mortal Kombat till half two in the morning. How are you? Fatality. <laughs> On your voice, my friend. I, too, have been playing Mortal Kombat Een. That is Welsh for one. And it has been very, very fun indeed. Welcome all to the UBP, the UBP, the UBP. The UBP. Which is also known as the Untitled Banter Podcast, where... I am joined by Scott Telford. See, I'm taking up the hosting duties. He's doing, doing really I'm, well. I'm, I like the fact that I'm doing this, but I've got no questions in front of me, so I'm going to run out of steam very quickly. <laughs> my name is, what do you think of Mortal Kombat? My name is Jules Kill. This is Scott Telford. Welcome, one and all. We answer all your questions, gaming-related and mostly not. And yes. we're going to kick things off by uh, going over to Scott, who's going to ask the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to open this talk about Mortal Kombat for a bit, because obviously the public date is the 19th of September, but some people would have paid um, to get it early, and the review embargo goes up as well. So yes. we can just talk about about yes, it because yes, me and you yes, have both yes, been yes, playing yes, it yes, yes, yes. Um, I only got my code last night and so I played for so about so did we and it was a, yes. a whopping 90 gigabytes so I was it's a like, beast isn't it I, I was like oh well I will be downloading this most of the night then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did get a couple of questions um, about Mortal Kombat as well just general sort of MK stuff um, that I'll fold in but I want to get your general thoughts on the, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 because I right. came out with a beta initially I wasn't that bothered about it like I mean I love Mortal Kombat it's mm-hmm. in my top franchises of all time if not my number one um, but it was weird going into this one where I was like okay this is is a reset it's potentially like a corporate branding move yeah. you kind of need to reset the yeah. timeline every sort of decade or so um and i'm curious about that and then it, but it wasn't until playing it where i was like oh this thing plays beautifully and i absolutely yes. love it um, and then when you play the full version and we're not gonna do any spoilers or anything but like going into the story seeing how much they commit to that new world i yeah. yeah. kind of love the new versions of some of the characters i love lu kang in this yes um but it's it's funny how much they're channeling like um either original mortal kombat in the game timeline that there's quite a bit of the of the movie in there as well and it's, it's like uh, so what we what we've been told about this and without any spoiler alerts whatsoever it mm-hmm. is a case of this is a mortal kombat that is looking to readdress and reapproach every mortal combat yes. that has existed before so expect there to be tons of twists uh, lots of character turns both good and bad and mm-hmm. basically just uh lots of fan service as well yes. because there's just a uh, loads of moment where i've just been like oh as an mk fan i know that this person betrayed this person here in the before everything mm-hmm. was reset but here we go it's not the case in this uh, this version and mm-hmm. i i have to say in, in my like 60 second summary of this game it looks fantastic. The mm-hmm. gameplay is incredibly smooth. You can tell that they've been learning a lot of lessons here and here. The Cameo uh, support system, bringing that in is a fantastic addition. I haven't mm-hmm. found it being detrimental or difficult to use. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the story mode is 
possibly shaping up to be my favourite ever yes. in a fighting game ever, ever. The production ever. value is insane. Yes, um, even if you do have to wait, I'm playing it on PC at the moment. You're playing it on PS5, I imagine, right? PS5 at the moment. Yeah. So I had to wait a good uh, like two minutes for the shader rendering. Like it, they, were, they <laughs> there was like this whole thing where like every time I load it up, the uh, the thing goes like, oh, we're rendering all the shading and the graphics needs to do oh, this. Really? So it like does a big percentage thing, and I was like, wow, this uh, is quite a graphically intensive game. Right. Okay. Um, and I have a beast of a PC as well, so I was a bit like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Looks amazing, plays amazing, sounds amazing. Um, the only complaints that I've got. So mm-hmm. far. This is within the beta as well. Yeah, loading time's quite significant uh, between mm-hmm. just like character selection and stuff like that. It makes it feel a little bit jarring and I'm hoping that they'll find a I way to that... optimize that a bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's because... definitely, that's not the case on PS5. Interesting. Um, that okay. might be a PC thing. Oh, they might optimize it for launch. Yeah, because there was a few times where it'd be like you go through the character select thing and it wouldn't immediately shift your character along each time. Mm. It would be like you'd almost be able to select your other character and then it would be like... General Khan, and you'd be like, "Oh, right, okay." okay. So it's, okay. One and thing the, it does the, is like when you, you know, come the back... clashing thing where they go um, shoulder uh, forearm to forearm, and they do mm-hmm. their little like pre-match uh, smackdown talk. Basically, mm-hmm. that is fun, but it's so static and. The lines are so throwaway at the moment that I'm a bit like, oh, I miss MK11's uh, like fully dynamic intros. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, there's no personality to these ones here. Every single clash looks the same, and it's shot against a very like meh background. So it's just a loading yeah. screen. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. It's a weird beat because they, I feel like they pioneered that, like in MK10 and Injustice mm-hmm. Two, and mm-hmm. then in MK11, like they had it. So whatever you, whatever combo of characters you pick that are going to face off, they face off in. World, like in the level and then yeah you get like a really like specific back and forth or yeah. whatever Doesn't some of that seem... is still there but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's like, but it's like done through like the roster page or whatever I was going to say in terms of loading when you come back out of a versus fight when you go back to the, the roster screen it has the like whatever your previous two fighters where they walk back onto the screen and then you get the character select screen again ah, which right, is a bit okay. needless because everything else is instant um, but you can tell by what we're focusing on, the, the granularity of what we're focusing on for negatives, that the bulk of it is positive. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the bulk of it is polished AF. Like, yeah. it is ludicrous how proficient it is. Like, it is one of the best-looking games ever. Like, it's it's absolutely stunning. It's really nice to see, like, um, sort of fan-favorite characters return. Like, I know that there's going to be some people out there that are going to complain that some characters are relegated to the story mode only, or they're mm. going to be or cameo, uh, cameo only. only. But just you've got to look at this game and everyone's like, everyone who has said that, I've mm. just been like, you don't think they're going to stay that way, right? Because <laughs> this game loves DLC. This game absolutely, mm. like it will take stuff from the story mode and be like, oh, this is a fan favorite character. Of course mm-hmm. it's going to get their own moveset. Oh, this cameo here will make it so that it's a skin for somebody else. You can still play as somebody. Else. Like it's, it, everyone will get their day. This yeah. is, I feel like this is going to be the version of Smash Bros. Ultimate. Everyone's right. invited, maybe just not here yet. Well, they said for MK11 that they didn't expect it to the, it to have that much of a tail on it. And so they ended up doing the Mortal Kombat Aftermath DLC and the yeah. extra yeah, combat yeah, yeah, yeah. packs and everything. Whereas this time, I think they're going into it going like, oh, we're actually going to plan for at like, least a year. Yeah, this is like a year and a half sort of like they've got their roadmap, as, mm-hmm. as the, the devs love to say. Which... Is like a thing worth pointing out that there are live service elements that hit hit you right in the face. Like True. as soon as you go on the main menu, it's like, oh, the season of such and such has kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's an invasions mode, which is like their top down board game mode. Um, kind of like very cool. It's cool. I haven't actually been in there yet, but it's that's super the thing gimmicky. Where... But it is cool. 
Right. It, it, so like that seems like it's inspired by Smash Brothers Ultimate's mm-hmm, mode because mm-hmm. um, it's you're just going from node to node and triggering different types of fights and stuff. Um, but they have seasons and different like realms, different islands to go to that like I think will rotate based on whatever brand deal is doing the rounds in Warner Brothers. Yeah, sure. So that that's I, I definitely think that's what that'll be. Um, probably some Batman crossover deal or some sort of. Warner oh, it's Brothers gonna be thing. like it's gonna be Shaggy. Like everyone's been <laughs> requesting it for like I know that he came back in multiverses or whatever it was. Yeah, he did. Like, right. he'll, he'll be here. He'll be here. Right. I'll give like, if they commit to fully. Mortal Kombat Shaggy, I guess. It'd be amazing. Like, That'd be absolutely might amazing. as well. But um, but yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's definitely... I'm not fully sold on... Like, I'm sold on the new direction. I'm sold mm-hmm. on, like, the look of it. I like how much they've committed to it. I still have... Because I've grown up with Mortal Kombat literally since the beginning. So I have such a connection to that original yeah. run. And even when they went back in time in 2011 and sort of did it again, it was quite... It was the same characters. Like, it was the same look for Scorpion mm-hmm. and, and Raiden mm-hmm. and everything. And so... I still love that those versions of those characters, but I, I already feel the seeds of them coming back, and I think that's what they're going to do because like I have no idea, no spoilers. Well, look, um, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just stop you there, but it's just like the just in case we do end up on, right. on an accidental spoiler. The opening <laughs> cinematic specifically has Liu Kang saying, um, "Mortals are the only way to end this. I'm I can only start this." Like like right. that that one line there is basically just saying like, look, half of the characters that you know how here are probably going to go back to how you like them, but mm. there probably will be a few. Uh, twists and changes along the way because it's mm. like it's the equivalent of Agent Smith and the Matrix going I am inevitable <laughs> like there are certain things that I just genuinely I haven't got to the end of the story yet but I just genuinely right. can see like you just going oh that's going to happen again well that's yeah and I kind of I, 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 I love what they did in the pre-release stuff of Shang Tsung where it was like Liu Kang's remade the universe but Shang Tsung is like an element of like immortal chaos yeah, but then just, Shang Tsung yeah he's always on the periphery just being like oh I'm an evil what's it yeah, every but single then, time like, but the way they open this game's story I'll not tell you yeah, what happened yeah, like, people yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, but yeah. they open on Shang Tsung and it, I, they didn't show that in the trailers at all and no. I was like that's really cool and so like yeah it's just things like that well, like as a, as a huge Mortal Kombat nut, I'm I'm all there for it. I just at the minute I'm missing my character designs a little bit, but I am there for the it. The only thing that I would say is that if this is your first Mortal Kombat game, you will mm. be so in over your head with some of the stuff that's going on because they'll so be talking terms. about like ninja clans, they'll be talking about family lineages, they'll be talking about people that have died off screen the moment <laughs> you start, and you'll be like, wait, what? So yeah. I would say that it's definitely worth. I'm surprised they didn't do like a recap thing, like a, like mm. a condensation of like the story elements from the prior game, like previously on Metal Gear, obviously Metal yeah. Gear, previously on Me- on Mortal Kombat. You can tell <laughs> that's ingrained, isn't it? Like, um, so yeah, I think that that would have been nice of the developers to actually imp- uh, to implement that into like an introduction mm. mode. But for the true MK fans, there is so much here to dive into, and I'll that story mode well. is going to keep you going for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Also, they've committed to like the world building. Like yeah. obviously, there's a lot of like rebooting, so there's a lot of lore there. They've added terminology to a lot of like um, different species and different mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. They reference creatures like oh, that's an arc, an arc like dragon or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. stuff like that that we've never really had names for. Um, and then mentioning mentioning like Prince Jared, who's been mentioned before. Before, yeah, but it's like, like straight reference. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's like things like that where I'm like, oh, you're really committing to law building, and I guess that gives them more opportunities to put characters in. I laughed so much at Serena is in this, who like yeah. I didn't remember, but she's from Mortal Kombat's um, mythology Sub Zero. That it just blew my mind. What a you pick! Would, you would ch- no, what a pick! That, that <laughs> game was probably the worst of the worst, and the fact, <laughs> well, the that, fact they, that they could do that. Though, I know, like, yeah. If, it, but then again, like um, like Boone and all of the other creators on there, they do this with such a tongue in cheek fashion mm. nowadays. Like they do not take themselves seriously and 
they do it in the right ways because yeah. they, they've got a really ab- a amazing ability to balance the silliness that comes with like Johnny Cage's like silly riffing and stuff like that versus mm-hmm. the super serious, super brutal beatdowns that then follow because it's mm-hmm. always like, here's the catalyst of comedy and here's the um, actual action of violence. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just, it's the Saints Row of fighting games and it's like in a very good, a good place at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've kind of needed to like they need to walk a line because I, I always thought like as graphics got better you don't actually want to see a person be disemboweled yeah, so yeah. you need to find a way of making it itchy and scratchy style and like the campaign has quite a lot of or at least not a lot of but has bits of like slapstick comedy really good timing yeah. beats in there um, there's a joke involving a fire uh, like a fire alarm that I thought was yeah, really yeah, well yeah. done um, <laughs> things like that that I just sort of like oh you guys know what this is um, but yeah we'll talk more about Mortal Kombat when more people have played it because there's sure. nothing more excruciating than listening to people talk about yeah, it yeah. you can't wait to play um, but Nate the Gamer says, who is our favorite Mortal Kombat character? doesn't have to be who you're best with, but just who your favorite is. There's a Scorpion. Always find Reptile to be a cool character, too. Yeah, I mean, Scorpion was my, like, first <clears> love. <throat> but I'd say that probably... No, actually, no. I, I That's a tell a lie. Because I my first experience with Mortal Kombat wasn't actually on any of the consoles. It was on the it was the Game Boy version of Mortal no Kombat. Way. Yeah, my dad had it. And I played it religiously, like, on a, a ferry cruise from uh, Portsmouth to France. I remember that that's specifically. Great. And this was back on the old, old original Game Boy that wasn't backlit. So obviously right. it was so hard to tell what was going on half the time. <laughs> Pulling one pixel of a head off, like three yeah. of the pixels. <laughs> I think I think I think it might be Mortal Kombat two. That might be in the one yeah. that uh, that was uh, the Game Boy version. Mm-hmm. And I remember maining uh, Kano more than anyone else because of the fact that I loved his forward cannonball role yes. and his laser eye ability was just sick. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was my main character, and I've always loved playing as him ever since. Plus, oh, he's, we... he's just pure comedy. In the prior yes. games, I haven't like. Experienced much of him in this uh, Mortal Kombat one, but in the prior games, you know, when they get the duplicates and they go back in time and they meet his mm. former self and the, like that camaraderie comedy is hilarious because everyone else has a conflict with themselves. They're like, "You're you're the younger version of me. I don't trust you. I don't trust you." Whereas mm-hmm. the two Kanes are like, "Oh yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> like, like, hey, <laughs> I'm a POS. You're yeah, a POS. I love That's, it." I love uh... it. Let's do love. Mine was because um, I played Mortal Kombat one, but I didn't own it. And then Mortal Kombat two, um, I had a copy of. My friend had a copy of. And we used to play it every single weekend. And so my first character that I like lo- fell in love with was Sub Zero. Um, mm-hmm. Just doing all the, just obviously the fatality, like the holding the head up with yeah, the spine yeah, hanging yeah. off. It was a big deal. Um, but my main is Liu Kang. Like I absolutely yeah. love Liu Kang. Um, the way that they've changed him in this is like fascinating because he doesn't yeah. have his bicycle kick anymore. But Which he has is a this, real like, weird thing to not have. Like it's true. The, one of the most iconic moves in, mo- in fighting game history, I'd mm-hmm. say. And they've replaced the thing they've replaced it with. I love the visual of it's mm-hmm. like this like tornado Michael Jai White style mm-hmm. kick, which mm-hmm. like is really really cool. Um, but yeah, I love uh, Liu Kang. Question from Harry Pollard, who says, if you were a character in Mortal Kombat, what would your fatality be? Oh, that's a tough one, man. Um, <laughs> I reckon that it would either have to be something Warhammer-based or egg-based. So I guess that what my my character would be, if I was to design one, would be... Do you remember the collector from, like, the last Metal, uh, Metal Gear? I keep saying Metal Gear, man. I don't Metal know what, Gear on the brain you know what it was. It's because I was just before I sp- started speaking to you, I saw that it was, like, a little uh, Google News thing that was saying that the Metal Gear Solid trilogy has been, like, finally confirmed to be running at this FPS on this version. Oh, right. and I was like, good, <laughs> finally, we can settle that argument. Um, uh-huh. But if my character in Mortal Kombat would be somebody who uses miniatures like little toys I think because I reckon it would go into my love of Warhammer Mm -hmm. so I'd basically be able to use slight magic to make those toys come to life briefly to do stuff like mannequins or something to fight for me they could all run up someone's legs as well yeah yeah so what I'd probably do is I would have 
uh, like, you know, those Iron Maidens, um, mm -hmm. I'd have like a mannequin version of one of them come up behind, crush the a person inside of it, <laughs> and then spit them out into a Warhammer 40k chain uh, sword that I then cut <laughs> them straight in half. That's great. I think, yeah, the idea of like a, like an army of little miniatures as well. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like a swarm. Cool. That could be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of like, is it Dvor Dvorka? Dvorak? Dvorak had yeah, the... Dvorak. No, not Dvorak. That's, is it? No, Dvorak, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like has all of the insect swarms. Like have that mm -hmm. sort of ability, but with like miniatures effectively like floating <laughs> around me. That'd be awesome. I thought mine would just be over explaining either why I don't like GTA 5 or Eleanor <laughs> or just reeling off the entire history of Mortal Kombat itself. But like the, it would just be like one of those old school Mortal Kombat fatalities where yeah. their head just goes really big and they go like, Ah, yeah, and then they just pops. You could you could drown someone in the take trough. That could be quite a good one. Like I'd be your cameo, and we basically like hold them down into yeah. like a trough full of questions until the bubbles stop coming up, and then we both just... pose at the camera like Johnny Cage style, <laughs> so, like hey, with the mugs, just yeah, holding yeah, the EVP mugs up. We smash the mugs either side of their head, and it like and the porcelain cracks through like inviscerating detail. That'd be amazing. <sighs> I remember when I was watching Ed Boon when he was on uh, Hot Ones, so he did the the spicy yeah, wing thing. And uh, he was asked the same question, and he came up with just pouring hot sauce down someone's throat until they died, which is fair enough. Yeah. But I feel like I was a better, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I yeah, I think the Nars is much more creative. More. Um, they've had a bunch of more questions that I'm going to get to, but a few people asking about Josh Brown. Just in general, man's taking yeah. some time off prioritizing yeah. mental health. We, Me and Jules, I don't think, could be more proud of him. Yeah. Um, I think you take the time that you need to. And uh, yeah, absolutely love the man. Dude's doing all right, though. Um, we'll check back in with him in the coming weeks. Yeah. But um, know that he's doing well. He's very much, like I said, prioritizing himself as anyone should be able to do. Yeah, and I think that it's um, a great thing that he felt like he was uh, capable of coming to you to sort out the ability to take time off for this and not mm -hmm. just forcing himself through something that wasn't working for him right now so yeah big love to you mate if you are listening yeah the biggest of love nothing but love it's always worth saying to everybody listening to this as well if you feel like you do need that time it is worth taking it disconnect yeah. from the thing that is stressing you out um reprioritize and come back stronger it's the it's the way to be mm -hmm. um a question from jack asbury who says what's gonna happen to square enix after that two billion dollar drop have you been keeping up with this stuff i have and it's just like we so square enix have always been my sort of primo target for the whole like customers don't foot your bill argument because mm. they keep on spending ludicrous amounts of money and expecting these games to sell in ways that is it doesn't happen like it like they go oh well it's a disappointment that final fantasy 16 was still the highest selling final fantasy game ever and still mm. didn't meet our expectations and it's like <laughs> surely your expectation should have been one unit over the biggest selling game that you have got because at that mm -hmm. point there you have you have made your best selling game right mm -hmm. so, so if you're saying that that is still a failure then that is most 100 percent on you well, the publisher because was... how have you racked up a bill that can not be f uh, be paid by that statement that it's the biggest yeah. thing but also like 16 is because the thing is like obviously the headline that's doing the rounds is like oh they've lost two billion since final fantasy 16 and that's yeah. true as a chunk of time but like i've just i did a solo video thing on this it should be out later today on the youtube mm -hmm. channel about how they've been stumbling and stepping on rakes like sideshow ball yeah. for about five years yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh getting every single thing wrong and um, whether it be you know investing in live service stuff whether it be the uh, the ex the now ex-president but the guy that was in charge until june diving is saying the nfts and the blockchain were the future yeah, yeah. wasting money on forspoken putting money into foam stars just getting every single now, thing wrong. I, I will say the foam stars for everyone who's actually played it played it at gamescom as well apparently it's, it's plays it's, fine it's enough, a though. it's a good game it's just mm -hmm. unfortunate that they have just gone look it's just splatoon but for yeah. non uh we uh, sorry switch consoles and it's mm -hmm. like 
I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to chase this sort of uh, mainstream market, but they're mm -hmm. doing so with such oily, weird practices that it's just, it's desperate. That's what it mm -hmm. feels like. This whole like, okay, Splatoon is successful. Let's make a copy. It's like, that's desperate. Oh, yes. Marvel's are success. Marvel uh, films are successful. Let's make the uh, Marvel Avengers, but let's loot box the hell out of it. Microtransaction, everything. It's like, that's desperate. Everything yes. is desperate. Like you're, you saying about Forspoken, about how it was just designed by committee into mm -hmm. the ground that's desperate like mm -hmm. they don't seem to have confidence in original ips to stand alone and that's why they keep doubling down and trading on stuff like final fantasy 16 and so all of the expectations go on to games like that so when it does mm -hmm. sell really well they still say it's still a disappointment because it hasn't saved our company it's like well the thing oh, is like what are you doing guys it's worth mentioning as well because i like i said a few points in the the other video that i've done but like you know they put so many other games out as well that they don't market whatsoever like octopath traveler 2 yeah um, which is fantastic you know, Strategy. It's yeah, so they're both good. they're both phenomenal. And it's like last year they had like various day life and the Dealfield Chronicles just both reached on top of yeah. each other. Harvest Stella got a bit more marketing, but it just it dropped in November without any real fanfare. Um, they're just the way that they approach it. The Final Fantasy VII as well. Like I don't know if I doubt you're playing Ever Crisis, the new mobile game. No, I but know, like. I know. I had to know because I'm head man, I'm I'm head ill yeah. that I needed to know what this thing was, and it's literally a remake of the original PS1 game. It's reskinned, yeah. yeah. but every single battle is gacha, so it's like oh, you can oh, like man, pay why? and like just to get more money out of you. And if you get stuck on a boss, it's like hey, do you want to pay money to get a better weapon and fight it again because that thing wiped you out in one hit? That and sucks. So Oh yeah, and it's just like um, there's bits of that game where clear, clearly like uh, effort's been put in, like the music's really good. They've remixed a lot of the. It is what people originally wanted from a Final Fantasy VII remake, but at every turn they're just popping stuff on the screen, going like, "Hey, do you want to pay more for this thing, or do you want to try?" It it's again? funny because I'm not hearing much about this at all. Like that for me is a contender for like you know we always do our like um, terrible remasters, terrible remakes. Mm -hmm. That to me is like a sin to basically. Go, oh, dude, it's, oh it's here it goes. Ridiculous. Final Fantasy VII, as you wanted it, better graphics, better this, but we've changed one thing about it. <laughs> And it's the most important thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. They've also added on because they've tried to like um, like make a unified timeline between the original game Crisis Core and then they've added Sephiroth's backstory. Oh, to the oh, first oh no! Oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the most mysterious character in RPG history that we're now just going to sort of remove That's the, the whole mystery. Point. That's what we like. Yeah. Yes, we don't know everything. Oh my god. <laughs> and all that stuff's canon now as well so it's like great stuff great stuff square but um so there's all that and then obviously they did the battle royale which lasted about a year because no one's playing a final which is a shame because that was actually i won't say it's like good but they was Mm. it was competent okay okay i think i think all of it's competent because they have incredible coders like their art departments their coding departments they're phenomenal it's just that the people the the top-down decisions are so money hungry and so nakedly boring yeah um, but yeah, my overall thing with Square Enix is like, um, yeah, they're two billion down. Um, in terms of that original question, what's going to happen to them? Um, I don't know what their threshold is. There's been rumors doing the rounds for a while that um, Sony are going to acquire them. And so I know they just switched presidents um, in the summer. There's a new dude in. I think he's called Takeshi Kiryu. Um, he's quite a young guy. He's sort of taken over. They've had this precipitous drop since he took over. And that could just be because there's lack of faith in the new guy. Um, so maybe it'll just recover anyway, depending on how mm-hmm. well these mm-hmm. things uh, meet out. They've still got NFT games in development, which they're still committed oh, to which should, isn't going to work yeah they need, um, to, they need to knock that on the head yeah so there is all that stuff so i don't know i either they'll get acquired um or maybe they'll stick to this until they bottom out yeah. but it's, it's not good i actually kind of fear for the third installment in the final fantasy 7 remake trilogy at this point because it's so much money to get that over the finish line yeah so weird man such a weird choice it's gross but um a question from you done messed up aaron who says happy fall to you all what's your favorite autumnal treat Ooh, autumnal treat. i mean you gotta go for the uh i, I mean I like pumpkin spice. I, yes. I, like, I won't lie. I've, in um, latte form? Well, the thing is, I've only had it uh, maybe like two or three times in my entire life, but I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it <laughs> okay. enough to be like, oh, that's that's a nice treat. But then I've uh, gone back to coffee shops and be like, nah, 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 nah. Mm. It, it's, it's a bit too sugary for me. I'm getting a bit old, mate. I'm getting a bit too sensitive to the sugars. I feel the highs yeah. and lows very, very um, impactfully at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But it may be, I, I always associate, obviously, uh, autumnal stuff with, soups and stews because it's starting oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah. nights nice are drawing in it's starting to get a bit colder mm-hmm. so i do like a hearty vegetable stew you know what i'm saying yeah i've massively backed there's the stew life the broth life yeah, it's a good broth way to be. uh yeah I'll, I'll back like all spice cakes or uh, stuff Ooh, that's sort of yeah, like toffee yeah. apple cake and you're lucky like because your wife um does amazing uh baking so you'll probably <laughs> get you. like a big sample selection of like decent oh yeah that's exactly what i was referring to cakes, she, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was at the first. Like if she, the uh, autumn to her was Christmas, so it's just we just nice. decorate the house. Everything's orange nice. and brown around these parts, and uh, and just bake a lot of different uh, all spice cake goods and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, question from Lord Cola Canth, who says, "Does the high of a, of Paper Mario's remake uh, being true cancel out the love of the F Zero rumor?" Oh, sorry, it was a rumor at the time. F Zero being a battle royale and a port of the older game, or are we on board with F Zero ninety nine? Right, so I'm very much on board. Yeah, that's the thing. You and I were like immediately like as soon as F Zero came out, it's like I don't care what form it comes in, we are getting something new from f-zero and i am so happy the fact that it's like a 99 player battle royale is insane but i kind Mm. of like it i respect the fact that this is going to be something a bit different for the formula and the fact that it's the older game means that Mm -hmm. no one could be that annoyed about it because they go right well we've already got f-zero on the snes classic store or whatever it is so Mm -hmm. you're not actually losing out on anything there's no mm-hmm. updated graphics there's nothing it's just a new way to play a beloved mm-hmm. fan favorite game so if you're sitting there thinking oh why didn't they just do uh, i wanted the like first game remade you've got it you've got it in its purest perfect is, form 
Yeah, the, anytime any remake or remaster comes out, it is always verbatim testing the waters for a full game to yeah, follow. So yeah, yeah. assumedly, we'll get a proper F-Zero. They're maybe just going to hold out for the new system, which can do higher frame rates, better resolution yeah. anyway. It would make more sense. Um, but I will say, I love the idea of taking modern game mechanics like a Battle Royale and putting them in classic games yeah, yeah, yeah. because it runs way better. And I love the, the customization system they've put in. It looks really funky. It's like yeah, it's really, really nice. cool. And I and like the like, addition of yeah. the whole sort of like, okay, so you've got 99 players on the, uh, on the track. It's going to be absolutely... Mm-hmm chaos but i like the idea of the skyway i like the idea yeah. of like being able to manipulate um like your position by using power-ups at the right time and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah this could actually be a very very fun experience yeah it's like it's gameplay first you've prioritized like the you know, the user experience the fun side of it mm. i i'm all for it I, I mean i haven't tried it yet. i've downloaded it um but i haven't played it yet but i love the idea of it. i really like mario 35 i like tetris yeah. 99 like that is i only shame. nintendo would think of it that's the thing though because obviously mario 35 has uh, a bad lineage now because of the fact it was amazing and then it went mm. away forever i just mm. hope that it doesn't do the same with this because if mm. they that's two games that could have made them a lot of money just by sitting on the e-storefront like i don't know why they took away 35 yeah, I think Nintendo have that whole thing about as uh, it forced scarcity. Like they had yeah. it with the yeah, the, the Mario um, remix, All Star you know, the... Pack, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they love going like, here's this thing you want, you better play it now. And yeah. I guess it, it, it forces people to cough up the money sooner. Um, but yeah, I want to play this some more of that F the F Zero thing and then see what yep. it's like. Um, but promising. Question from Mouse Hands, who says, in our opinion, which developer had the biggest fall from grace and which had the biggest comeback or the best comeback, um, and who's remained the most consistent, whether good or bad? I mean, biggest <laughs> fall from grace. Unfortunately, we had to go way back to the CD Projekt Red cyberpunk thing. I was going to say, I, 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 just, yeah. I just feel like you can't really talk about them when it's like the love for The Witcher was so huge that it was like they can do no wrong, and that seemed mm-hmm. to be the bottom line. And then after that, they had to do so much work to repair it, so much more than Hell. Uh, games uh, because of the fact that they weren't a proven commodity by that point mm-hmm. whereas like CD Projekt Red were the ones to back they were like the underdog that constantly delivered again and again and again I but, remember thinking yeah. like I couldn't believe the state that cyberpunk was yeah. I, I mean i'll always say i loved i love cyberpunk yeah. but i get that i get the qualms it sucked if you play it on, P- on ps4 xbox one whatever um but it was because it was them like you said they were coming off the witcher they yeah. were like the people's developer yeah. everyone loved them so much um i would say them for the biggest fall Be- biggest comeback i guess we'll see what state the new cyberpunk stuff is in but I-, I think for me it has to be hello games it has to be no man's sky yeah um because they've just they've absolutely overhauled it they've now worked on that for six uh, seven extra years yes. all free content yeah um and like that game in many ways and I love Starfield is more impressive than Starfield oh, I, I went and actually did like a comparative thing to like because they were going like if you like uh, space combat which is better mm. if you like flight which is better they were doing like a who wore it better style thing right. and I was like okay this is really really cool um, I just kept on signing with No Man's Sky because I was like mm-hmm. it just the state it's in now is really interesting it's a mm-hmm. it's evolved so far beyond the parameters and promises that even itself promised way back way so mm-hmm. yeah super impressed with that haven't yeah actually downloaded it yet because i'm worried how much time i would lose and there's so many <laughs> games i've got to keep up with like i'm still impressed with myself that i've managed to play mortal kombat one you know me yeah. man i'm always mr wait two years and then talk about it but i feel like if you look out your window you've got starfield Baldur's gate and no man's oh, sky just looking no, straight man. at it's you going just... like when are you gonna realize we're here and then i'm just going i'm 100 percent bomb rush cyberpunk first and then i'll <laughs> pick one a year but it's, it's obviously with like um, I was saying to you before we start recording that mm. obviously um, uh, Separate Ways Agent Ada is on its way next week and it's like yeah okay. I love that so it's like as soon it. as we're finished with this conversation I'll be reaching out to um, to Capcom and being like yo DLC code let's go come on man I want to <laughs> play this now but that will be my next game you know what I mean like yes. all these other ones can stay uh, stay away because that is Resident Evil 4 was such it's so annoying that you can't call it the game of the year 
Because you utility know, could. You know it's you know it's Baldur's Gate. Everyone, everyone's talking about it. We're, we're, I, we're um, like over on Future Game Show. We're obviously hosting the Golden Joysticks, and we're opening that up. And our bosses and I were uh, talking because obviously we have to give all of the different rankings of like like how many uh, who's going to be nominated for this, and everyone gets to vote mm. on it, and blah blah blah. And it's mm. just like we jokingly were like. Should we even bother with half of these? It's, it's bold escape. Like, like, like the sheer amount of groundswell and love for this, genuinely warranted as well, is mm-hmm. so incredible. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. I was, bowlers. I played Bowlers Gate last night. I've only played a couple of hours of it. It is immediately unbelievably impressive. Yeah. It is the most game I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. I wonder. I don't know if it'll take it. I don't know. It's not. It was in the trend when you go on the PlayStation Five and go on the search bar. You can see the trending stuff. Yeah. And Bowlers was in there in the run up to launch, but it hasn't stayed in the top ten. I don't don't know if it has that overall mm. penetration on the console you, side. You think it might be like of one of those like amazing, brilliant fires that burns out quickly, sort of thing. A little not necessarily burns out, but just it's so a PC game. Like yeah, it's true. so uh, menu heavy and, and hotkey heavy, and it's it's very complex, like mm. in terms of how you're controlling it. Um, it's obviously very surmountable and it's awesome, but I just wonder how many people bounce off it because of that, and then how that affects the the idea of what a great console game is, and then how much console games affect the overall idea of the best game true, of the year. True, because it like it's things like Civ Six or whatever, like phenomenal PC games or management games like things like Dyson Sphere they never like punch through because yeah. they're up against the console market yeah and it does seem it's like it's whoever spent the most on their advertising campaign and who has the most <laughs> cats in there because I mean lest we not forget uh, Stray game of the year uh, every year because of the fact that it had cats in there despite the fact that it was at best a 7 out of 10 game let's be honest yeah 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 I, I, yeah. I've, I've, I'm the anti-stray crew yeah. I was going to get another t-shirt <laughs> made um, in terms of the most consistent developer good or bad um, good I would go with um, Super uh, Super Giant I always get them confused Super yeah, Giant yeah, yeah. they're the dudes that have done Hades and um, Transistor and Bastion yeah. and Pyre and they're still on the run of their lives Hades 2 coming next year um, yeah it's, I'd go with the most consistent good I mean I can only think of like consistent publisher developer mm. obviously like Capcom was having a massive streak but then Exo Primal did stumble a bit like it's mm. one of things where Exo Primal isn't a, necessarily a bad game it just mm. hasn't hit right I mean no true the funny thing is is that you uh, we were talking about again before we started recording about um, how we need to finish off Armored Core and mm-hmm. it's like from Software is obviously on the run of their lives at the moment. They can do no wrong in the eyes mm-hmm. of many, and that's fantastic. But let's not forget that when you go way, 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 way back before this with the Kingsfield stuff and all of their budget mm-hmm. PS2 horror games and stuff that they did, they were they were rubbish back in the day. <laughs> like they, they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad, man. <laughs> they kind of, in terms of the the run that they're on, if yeah. you go from go from Dark Souls, you could go from Demons if you want to go from 2009. Um, they would be the most consistent because yeah. it's all on the as far as I know, it's all on the same engine. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of play the same, like in the best way possible. Um, but there's a lot of crossover there in terms of like the general feel of those games like yeah. Elden Ring is an open world Dark Souls in the best way possible like I absolutely love it um, but they would be the most consistent yeah true um, question from Jared Liebergen who says with this year's release of Woe Long Remnant 2 Blasphemous mm, 2 Lies mm, of P mm, and Lords of the mm, Fallen mm, coming mm. soon fans of Souls likes are eating very well what are some of your favourite Souls likes theirs would be Woe Long and Blasphemous but they're yet to play Neo I used to love Neo yeah Neo was a good time oh, um, I what was it called Mortal Shell yeah, more chance, I but... enjoyed that. I enjoyed the mechanic of like using your body to block an attack and then you can like get knocked out of your suit and then you go jump back in. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. there's that game that Josh and I played whose name is going to escape me. You played a guy called Corvax who was like a play doctor Thymesia? looking thing. Thymesia. That Thymesia? Was it. Yeah, that, yeah, that was really enjoyable. I had a really mm-hmm. good time with that. It was like, again, just a classic sort of 7 out of 10 game, but I had such a nice time with it because of its ability to steal attacks from your enemies. So that was a quite mm-hmm fun mechanic 
Mm-hmm. Also, for me, I'm burnt out on this feel. This like this is the game feel. Like I, yeah. I want more stuff like uh, Devil May Cry, God of War. Um, I don't know, even something like I bought Atlas Fallen because it was like a more isometric action game. Right, yeah, like, oh, maybe yeah. that'll be the thing for me. Um, if I'm going to recommend a Souls game that I don't think enough people have played, it's the Surge Two, not the Surge yeah, One. You like even though I one. do like you, Surge One. Yeah, that was like the sci- super sci-fi heavy one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for cyberpunk mm. stuff and sci-fi stuff, but I love that you talk about specific mechanics that differentiate them, like with Mortal Shells thing. I love just hacking limbs off and parts of the enemies off because you need to farm a specific component so it's like, I'm going to do arm finishes for a while yeah, and collect yeah. a bunch of arms and then I can upgrade my my armor or my uh, my arm piece and uh, I think that's really cool and I love the world they built um, Surge 2 is just a very nicely designed yeah, yeah. game um, and so yeah I totally recommend that there's, um, um, there's Lords of the Fallen as well that's coming out soon-ish because obviously mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of gameplay footage from that now and had a few teasers of what we can expect one of the mm-hmm. most interesting things about it is that you've got that lantern which allows you to um, look into another reality and you can go yeah. into that reality and when you do the enemies are harder the rewards are better and the longer you stay in that world the harder the enemies become and I'm like that's a cool risk reward mechanic so mm-hmm. you basically go right I... I need to go through this shadow realm, let's just call it, mm-hmm. because in there, this gate is fixed and I can progress through. But the enemies are going to be like three times tougher. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool, cool mechanic. Because they, I feel like those devs, like that's deck 13. Like I feel yeah. like they, they've got some good ideas. Like that was the thing I always liked about the original Lords of the Fallen was like the, that if you didn't use the checkpoint, you could just have a multiplier on yeah, your XP. Yeah, yeah. So if you stay alive longer, you can bank more. Um, and then they did the Surge games and obviously went on to do Lords of the Fallen. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like at this stage, we've had so many of them and I've played all of them that I'm, I'm a bit burnt out. Like I'm not going to get Lies of P just mm-hmm. because I did the demo and I was like, yep, this is exactly what I thought it was. I'm all, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, but I know that if that style of game clicks with you then yeah you could not be eating any better right now um which is kind of it's it's insane how many we've got mm-hmm. um final question from james gutierrez who says is there a game in a series that you want to enjoy but you just bounce off and why for them it's final fantasy 12 they have the original on playstation 2 and mm-hmm. zodiac age on switch but just don't click with the combat system enjoy the setting the story somewhat but not the battle system like i'll back that i don't know where you come down on final fantasy 12 but i cannot for the life of me enjoy that game i i have only played a small amount of it and i did find it such a radical departure from what i expected it to be from final fantasy 10 at the time Mm. that i did bounce off as well but i find the ideas behind that game so fascinating like Mm. i it's a hundred percent agree with the want to love category because changing the aesthetics changing the way they approach game design changing everything that you could possibly think of with this game when they didn't need to, because Final Fantasy X had basically said, here is the fight mechanic that you should use yeah. forevermore. The turn-based mm-hmm. ATB battle system was perfected, in my opinion, in that bit there. So they should have just copy-pasted it going forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I did bounce off that too. I'd say that any sort of FIFA game, I see so many people right. enjoying those games, and I'm just like, I'm so bad at them, and I have no <laughs> understanding of the mechanics, and it's evolved way beyond my capabilities now, where... If I'm part, say, say I'm playing it against somebody who's played it for more than like two months, mm-hmm. they're aware of all of the secret tricks and ball maneuvers and all these crazy like things yeah. like running forward to pass for yourself. And it's like playing against me must be so boring because I'm <laughs> looking at it almost like, can I pause the game for a second and think about what I need yeah, to do? Like, I don't know how, how am I meant to get the ball to this guy here reliably? <laughs> like, 
I always found in those games that players switching, if you're on the defensive, like you're trying mm. to just switch to a specific, I want to switch to that guy yeah. so I can tackle this person. And the auto switching thing would always just give me the wrong yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I'll throw in is um, like base building strategy games like um, Command and Conquer mm-hmm. and things like that. I love them in theory. I love Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2 in theory, but I always play those games to a point and I build my bases, I build all my units, I send them all out and I realize like an hour into each match that I'm just effed. I've completely, I've done something wrong. I've not built it yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it always goes wrong and I don't know where I went wrong and I, I just I, I have to do it all again and, I, and then I immediately just go I'm never I'm not doing all that again and I just I just bail those, on whatever it is those types of strategy games are so hard because they basically like the way that they teach you is wrong I always think mm-hmm. that they go right okay you can build anything you want okay I'm just gonna build the heaviest units like the best mm-hmm. units like loads of them and then tr- truck them all in a big group and just go murder everything <laughs> in my way now mm-hmm. that may work on some things but as soon as it's like well these units are weak to this unit so you should have like split this group into three things and had them attack first and then do that it's so complicated to micromanage when mm. you just want to go but I want to just kill the thing right like yes yeah and that's tough it's just one of the, one of those things where like um I've always wanted cuz have you got a favorite like strategy game like that cuz I weirdly on PS2 Dawn I had War, the probably. army men yeah, d- yeah yeah okay okay because mine was like, I had a, the Army Men RTS game, which I really liked because it was so dumbed down and I could actually get with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I've bought Civ 6. I mean, I know Civ 6 isn't the same kind of thing, but like, um, I guess it kind of is. But like, either, either way, I've bought Civ 6 because everyone always talked about that. And I've like, I've tried the Halo Wars games and stuff, but none of them have ever like, but, I've never been able to actually hang in that space. But this is why you and I enjoy the XCOM games or that sort yes. of style so much, because it allows you time to think. You can weigh up your options and you see what is good against everything else. And then you enact your sort of like grand mm-hmm. plan, doing it all on the fly and having to react with like like especially if you're doing it on a controller where you're like how do i micromanage this efficiently mm. i need to get this specific group out of this massive blob over there it's like yeah no <laughs> it's not gonna happen that's kind of why i'm loving uh Baldur's gates combat because it just it is just turn-based strategy yeah, yeah, but without yeah. the grid yeah. but you can climb up stuff and everything um but anyway so I, I can't even do a speaking of speaking of climbing up cool <laughs> things this has been the entitled banter podcast the ubp the ubp the ubp, the UBP. Yeah. a genuinely massive thank you to everybody for listening i've been scott tailford that's been jules gill thank you very much for having me and remember we'll be back hopefully next uh friday uh we'll be dropping a tweet out on the social media so go check out scott doing the tweet uh, at slash yeah. lp89 over on x uh, <laughs> <laughs> over on that thing uh, they've called it apparently okay, yep you can also find jules at retro j with a zero and thank you all once again very much we'll catch you next week Bye-bye. goodbye <laughs>
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.